1: Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hey, Epic investors. It is Matt Terrio from Epic Real Estate, where we show people how to invest in real estate with an emphasis on retiring early. All you got to do is this one thing, do this one thing one time, and that's shifting your focus from making mountains of cash to making streams of cash. If you do that, you are on your way and you've got everything set. You just need to back it up now with the correlate action. If this is your first time here, glad you found us and uh, make yourself at home. If you like what you hear, then uh, make sure that uh, you hit the subscribe button before you go. I don't. My voice doesn't always crack like that, so uh, don't let that deter you. If this is not your first time here, welcome back. And thank you for sharing this with your friends and family. You're the absolute best for doing that. So thank you very much. Got a great guest joining us today. I don't know why I didn't think about this before. And I always introduce our guests. Got a great guest for you today. But this one really is great. And uh, he is a past client of mine and been working together for a really long time. I I had a program a while back where uh, people came on board and I, uh, I partnered with them. And I brought in 10 people just as like a little pilot program. And uh, nine of them crashed and burned. But this one uh, stuck with it and followed the instructions. And we closed several deals together. So uh, the uh, I asked him or I had hired him probably a couple years ago to come on board here at Epic and help me help other people. And uh, he's still in the trenches. He's still doing business. And he's got a bunch of successful clients of his own now through Epic. And so I was just like, let's bring him on and and get his uh, um, ideas or or take his temperature basically on on what he's seeing in the market because he's on the opposite coast of me. So let's just compare notes and see what we got with our clients and how things are going. So without further ado, please help me welcome to the show, Mr. Josh Swanson. Josh, welcome to the show for the very first time.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Matt. Hello,
1: everyone. I can't believe uh, it's taken us for this long to even think about doing this. But... um, this is Creative Acquisition April that uh, I've committed the month to because we are in the shifting market, and as we were already talking before we started recording, how uh, the creative offers are getting a lot more attention right now, and uh, that's exactly how it plays out when the market kind of, when that pendulum swings back from the seller side a little bit more over to the buyer side, and seller's a little more, more contingent on, or uh, not contingent, less resistant on those types of offers. Anyway. Um, this is all about you today. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> to, to, to tell me where you, where you're from. And so everyone else can uh, learn and then, uh, what you're doing just before you got into real estate and, uh, what your business looks like today.
0: Absolutely. So I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, and right around 2010, you know, I was looking to, you know, just dive deeper, invest full-time in real estate at the time I was an airline pilot and I had stumbled on Matt's podcast. I was really trying to get into some wholesale deals for some reason, the idea of virtual wholesaling didn't really occur to me back then. So I just made the move. I moved to Orlando. I had a bunch of friends there. And there's a bunch of deals there. I mean, Vegas and Orlando, I mean, I think a lot of people know that Connie hit super hard there back in 07. Mm-hmm. And there was just so many condos to be had in wholesale. And so I got to Orlando, I got met some people, got involved in a, uh, a brokerage that was wholesaling. And you know that's why. I started doing my first few deals we were at that time we were buying contracting foreclosures off the MLS and then selling them to hedge funds and then eventually the hedge funds decided they had had enough and they kind of stopped buying for a while and then uh pretty soon the foreclosure market dried up and that was right around the time that Matt reached out and said hey you want want to uh jump on board and do some virtual wholesaling for me and I'll send a million letters to your market and we'll we'll crush out some deals and I was like oh my god yeah absolutely so uh, we did that and we you know, got definitely like a lot of deals. You know, a lot, over those uh, couple of years, we did that, and it was a lot of fun and a lot of uh, a lot of calls and everything, and a lot of you know closed deals and some good money. And so yeah, I was just doing that for a while, and then now uh, taking more of an active role. You know, I'm doing my real estate business here and doing um, doing the coaching for you for the REI enforcement clients and. Uh, Some of them are really starting to take off and do really well. And uh, and I'm still doing deals on my own. And uh, I remember a few years ago, uh, you had done, I think it was like an epic intensive about uh, strategies for the shifting market, but it was a different shifting market. It was where the market was getting so hot and, you know, every, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry who wanted to buy, now that real estate seemed like a safe investment, you know, they were getting in and, you know, there's so much white noise from all these other people you know, who was just trying to get into the business and all that stuff. And, you know, that, those couple of years were a lot harder, you know, the deals that we found, we found bigger ones, you know, they were actually much bigger, but we had to, you know, figure out the very worst, worst case scenarios for the sellers, you know, uh, list stack and that type of things to find people who were in, you know, just super motivated and, you know, basically just wanted to, you know, really just make the deal. So we've been doing quite a few less deals last couple of years, but they've been bigger. And then now it is really, you know, I mean, I feel bad for everyone that this is affected, but it's been a real sigh of relief. And maybe now we're coming big, to a more realistic market. And, and, you know, I mean, I don't wish the misfortune on people, but also some people who needed to sell and, you know, should have probably sold a few months ago. Uh, you know, they, they were kind of sitting on their high horse and like, they're like, Oh, you know, everyone wants to buy my property. Why should I listen to you? Or don't talk to me unless you can offer me at least what it's worth and, or more than my realtor can get me and, and hanging up and just, you know, they're just getting kind of cocky. So those people, you know, who motivated and then they probably should have been there to sell their property. Now, you know, finally, maybe they'll kind of get off their high horse and you know, I've been really seeing that or maybe these people I've just been encountering lately have just been super nice people who, you know, from a different outlet or something, but it just really seems like I'm having a lot more genuine conversations and no one's, Calling me just to nag at me, or you know, act like their their property's worth more than it is. I had one guy actually who thought his house was worth more than it is, and he he's much older gentleman. I didn't want to say, hey, you know, like you're you're talking about pre-buyers pricing right now. You know, I didn't want to have that conversation with him, and so I sent him an offer, and well, we'll see. I sent him three options of and you know, we'll see if that pans out. But he's he's gonna be in it for a while trying to unload this property because he hasn't quite mm-hmm. came to terms with with some facts yet, but. Everyone else has been super nice and it's been such a
1: relief. It's like, wow, you know, we're getting back to the good old days. It feels like Mm -hmm. even with the, with the sellers, like the the conversation and that whole mood has really changed, but with realtors, it's changed a lot too. Oh yeah. All of a sudden now they're, they don't have five offers on day one of their listing. And now they kind of have to entertain us and uh, really consider, uh, well, if this is going to close and I'll still get my commission, maybe I will work with them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and yeah, I haven't quite reached out to them much as, I mean, as you know, my wife, Patty, she's a realtor and I've been kind of seeing if she wants to go start making some offers for me like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so far she's been kind of busy cause she's, she's actually been busier than, than ever with a few of the deals we had, you know, her regular listings, but a couple of them fell through uh, or just kind of got put on pause, you know, kind of temporarily mm-hmm. off market till the everything's over. But yeah, you know, like we have plans to definitely start trying to work with the realtors some
1: more. Right. Right. So I would say, I mean, maybe you just kind of answered it. Maybe, maybe there's some more detail you can go to or you can go a little bit deeper, but um, how has the, the business changed for you on the streets in just say the last four weeks?
0: Well, it's, you know, a lot of the people, you know, I've never been the best at, you know, I've always tried. So it's always been my first intention to get as many seller finance deals as possible as many subject tos, but I've really, you know, I've always presented the opportunity options and we've, you know, we've done some, you know, for sure, but mostly, you know, it's easiest to get the people to accept to the lower cash offer and, and to do a wholesale. Mm-hmm. So have been very actively wholesaling and grinding and grinding. And I, I can't tell you just the way things have changed by, you know, when I'm talking to people now and saying, Hey, you know, um, quick cash, you know, it's, you know, I, I don't recommend doing that just cause we're going to have to kind of go with worst case scenario because we don't know what the virus is going to do. But, you know, if, if you're willing to finance the house for a little while, I mean, I can get you what it was worth a few weeks ago. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you want to, if you're, if you're willing to, you know, take your payment over some terms and well, I should just say rent to own usually when I first approach them about that. Mm-hmm. Cause some people don't know what the subject to is or a seller financing or they just don't quite understand what I'm saying. So I'm like, you know, if you do a little rent to own, you know, I can get you all the money that you're hoping to get now. You know, I'll just have to pay you in some installments. And get this mm-hmm. conversation going, and the people have been just so much nicer. They're like, Oh, yeah, you know, tell me more. Wow, that sounds great, Josh. You, know, can you put it in writing, and then one guy didn't get the offer to him back fast enough because I didn't really think it would probably end up being a deal because the property was a little bit more expensive. But he he, he kept kind of calling back. He was telling me, I was, Hey, Josh, I I check my email. I didn't get anything yet. Check my email. I didn't get anything yet. I was like, and this type of guy, you know, he would have never really considered it before, you know, like mm-hmm. he would have been like, Oh no way. You know? <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it's sellers. have just, it's been really good. And yep. it just seems like we're going to get a lot more seller financing now, which is what I've been trying to do well, for years. So.
1: I like what you just said. Cause there was a, there was a, uh, I don't know, um, kind of a, a subtle uh, suggestion that the market is being a bad guy. Like if you're willing to take it over, take it over some installments, I can get you what it was worth probably a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right? Yep. By saying, getting you what it's close to what it was worth a few weeks ago suggests that it's worth a lot less today yeah. without you actually saying it. Right? Yep. That was good. That's a, that's a good way to phrase it. For sure. Um, what do you, do you deal with other wholesalers much?
0: I have a lot of friends, but usually I found that their deals are, are not really as good. You know, as far as like joint venturing and stuff, it's mm-hmm. like, I think that for the most part, you know, I can I can find the deal better on my own if you know I, right. I have the connection with the seller. Right.
1: Um, I didn't know if you had like a little network of wholesalers and you know you're sitting yeah. on water cooler, if they're kind of comparing notes and what what they're hearing, what they're seeing, are they feeling the same stuff?
0: Yeah, we send each other our deals, and if they you know they have a buyer and stuff, we always kind of cooperate and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I try to I try to unincorporate because you know a lot of them want you know a fifty fifty split, and especially if I'm bringing the the seller to the deal. But now that might change. Maybe now if they have the buyer, then then, then they're well worth their fifty percent. <laughs> right. Split, right. You know,
1: so. so you you anticipate with that just said, and I think you might be thinking what I'm thinking is it's it's gonna be a little bit more difficult to to get in and out of these things quickly, especially the out part.
0: Yeah, but kind of the buzz from what everyone you know I've been talking to is is there are some cash buyers. In fact, I um so you know, you you figure some cash buyer that you know, on your list that you're probably, it's probably going to go away for a while. Like, here's a perfect example. I had, um, I had one of my buyers that I sent a house to, or he bought a house from me a couple of years ago. I get this random text. I think he mistook me for another. Well, I know he did for another person. He's like, the rent payment is late. And then I was looking because I barely remembered even who he was because he only bought one house from me. And I was like, oh, oh, hey, Mark, how's it going? He's like, the rent payment is late. He just texts that back right away, and I was like, okay. I was like, whose rent payment?" He's like, "Yours." I was like, "Hey, Mark, um, this is actually Josh Swanson, and I uh, I sold you a, a short sale about two years ago, and uh, it was a vacant house, and you put some tenants in it. So, you yeah, know, I've never really been in like a rental situation with you. Maybe you had the wrong person, and then immediately, you know, the iPhone, the little bubble start going, and uh-huh. he he, uh, he writes back right away. He's like, "Oh yeah, hey, you got anything else?" <laughs> <laughs> and so so he's going through the problems or he's having tenants not being able to pay but he's still looking for more mm-hmm. so I, I think what we shouldn't you know maybe i mean we can kind of expect that some buyers aren't going to still be mm-hmm. buying some aren't going to be able obviously some of the people who only started buying when the market got super hot kinda of got you like to buy high and sell low right they're probably going to be out of it for a while but this particular guy he was a um, He's kind of like a career type investor. He, he was in it for the long haul and he stopped buying for the last couple of years because my deals, they cost too much. Mm-hmm. And you know he's, he's back and he's ready to go. So um, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some people who are going to be out of it. But what I've been telling all my students is now's the time to refresh your list. You know, there's going to be some people, you know, just follow up with everyone, but also start doing your marketing. You. Whether it's Craigslist, whether it's banded signs saying discount house for sale, outside the Home Depot's because Home Depot in most places is one of the only things open. So everyone's mm-hmm. going to go there because they have nothing else to do except home improvement projects. So mm-hmm. great place for a lot of traction on your bandit sign, just cheap house for sale, must sell now call this phone number and you're going to get the people who are going to still be buying. And it might be some of those older people, older names that we haven't heard of since 2015, 2014 mm-hmm. that they kind of stopped buying when the market got too high. I think they're going to come back in the picture. Right. So it's right. Just kind of, yeah. Changing out the,
1: like there's always money in the market, right? There's, and I've been saying this for years that there, there's no shortage of money in the system for a good deal, right? If there's, if there's an opportunity to make money, then there's going to be someone that's got the money that's willing to do it. Yeah. But what I see as when the market is kind of declining and there's still so much uncertainty. So this is a little bit of speculation at the moment. right? Um, obviously, the sooner that we come out of this, I think that it's not going to be as bad, right? So the quicker we come out of it, things won't, won't get as bad as they could get. Right. Um, But with that said, if the market is declining and it's depreciating and you still want to buy low, sell high, you're kind of in a race against the market because you got to buy a little bit lower than you normally would. Right. So you still have the buyer there because the buyer's sitting there watching the market go down too, particularly the ones that stay in at this time. They're typically going to be the more experienced buyers. Exactly. Right. And so you're going to be dealing with a much more sophisticated, wise buyer. And the people that would be ready to buy right away probably went through the last downturn and kind of kicking themselves that they missed some opportunities and they see like, Hey, this is an opportunity. I got a second chance. Right. Absolutely. So that's kind of what I I was thinking. It's just like, it's not that there's less money. It's just the relationship to the buy low to the sell high thing. You know, if Hmm. you're on the buying side, you got to buy a little bit lower than you normally would. Right. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. So moving forward, what do you see as the, uh, the potential big risks and, uh, how are you dealing with those?
0: Well. The biggest, obviously, like you know, right now we're not trying to actually close on too much with hard money or anything like that. And I, most of the hard money lenders, have, you know, I don't know, there's still some. I get in my inbox, you know, people, we're still lending, we're still lending, but I definitely don't want to take out hard money into a heavy rehab project right now because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, by the time I'm done, it might be worth less than I bought it for after I've spent a couple months fixing it up. So, yep. yeah, definitely not trying to do that. But um, just trying to get as many seller finance deals as they can. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that's going to be the way to mitigate the risk as much as possible.
1: Yeah. Totally agree. Uh, I'm just kind of looking for, for other angles that I, I might not be seeing, but it's really, uh, you know, hedging your bets with paying up uh, with terms, not paying all cash, like right now up front. Um, yeah. And then the second thing would be to stay away from the long term projects
0: because
1: mm. uh, that's, I mean, if you learned anything from the last downfall, not you specifically, but if, if anybody learned anything, it was, you don't want to be juggling a bunch of long-term rehabs and have to be making payments on those things. Yeah. Because that's what crushed everybody. Because, uh, you know, I just talked to Tim Maya a few days ago. He was on the show. And, uh, you know, that's I think he said I had 15 rehabs going when the market fell out. And I was just like, I was like, yo, gosh, you got it hit hard. That was those the type of people. And he even talked about how he felt before that, how he was just so invincible and just like, mm. he couldn't do any wrong. Like whatever he bought just made money. And he just felt like everything he touched turned to gold. And, and I was like, yeah, that's what everyone was feeling like. Right. Yeah. You see the movie, the big short.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love the movie.
0: that
1: movie. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, so good. I remember them I'm saying, uh, why are they confessing? Right. When they were, the guys were all talking yeah, about how yeah, good exactly. they're doing. So they're not confessing, no, they're, bragging. they're bragging. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, yeah. that was great. Well, super. So what's the, uh, so you've got, I don't know, a half a dozen people here at Epic that you're working with right now. Um, mm. how's that going? I haven't, we don't really communicate that much. So if I don't hear from you, I'm assuming it's going good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It seems like everyone's doing good. They're, um, a lot of people doing the text blasting right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, sending out mail um, my newest client he's, he's not new to the epic family but he's, he's new for you know the personal coaching for me mm-hmm. uh, devin Williams he yep. just uh, he sent me uh, a message right before we got on this call saying that he had sent out a hundred of the two option letter of intents, the new ones that you are talking about, yep, and um he got one person came back that said they have nine properties that they need to sell and they're willing to do some seller financing with them. And he's like, this is definitely going to be definitely going to be a deal. Yeah,
1: right. So. Right. So yeah. So that, uh, we shifted everything a little bit and changed up our mailing. He was on one of the, uh, the follow through crew calls. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it, we kind of modified our cover letter and included the, a, a version of the three option letter of intent. We put two on there and then, uh, we enclosed some other documents in in a self-addressed stamped envelope to make it really easy for the people to get back to us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I did a hundred of those myself and I got a deal. Nice. We we did. It's a, it's a much more expensive mailing. So you don't want to like, you can't send thousands and thousands of them. Right. If you get really targeted with it and send it in, you know, I think the, for those hundred pieces, it cost me like 800 bucks to send out. Yeah. But, uh, Hey, you got one deal off a hundred pieces. That's, that's a really good ROI. So I was happy with that. And so I was just, and now I've kind of proved, not proved it, but, uh, you know, it worked for me. I said, so why don't you try? And I gave it to three other people and that's all The phone's ringing. They're having good conversations when they weren't for so long, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's good. Yeah. yeah and like you were saying, it's, it's tragic that, uh, it's happening because of the reason it's happening. Yeah. We've got, we've got no control over that, but we can only control how we respond, how we react.
0: Yeah, that's another line of the big show that just keeps going through my head. It's uh, I can't quote it exactly, but there's like, um, you know, the one guy, Steve Carell, whoever the character Steve Carell, plays, he's just like, why are you guys so damn happy? You guys are you guys are betting against the American economy. You guys are betting for the American economy to fail. And it kind of put a lot of perspective. So I just always feel like that now. Like, I, you know, I, I don't want anyone to get hurt, but people who need to be selling, and you know, they're just getting a little cocky before it. It's kind of good to see them change their tune a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially when you get beat up so much, you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, for the last couple of
0: years, absolutely.
1: Right, right.
0: Something I've been uh, working with my my students is um, definitely wanting to keep them on Facebook and Google Ads because I just feel like there's, you know, there's, there's a mother, there's the usual suspects that we we always mail to, but just because the virus is what it is and it's hitting people in ways that we don't really know yet. Just being, and I think a lot of people are pulling back from spending in those, in those avenues, um, especially Google ads, Um, you know, basically just casting a broader net to where the general population would be able to find you. The people who would never have considered selling on a cash investor and all of a sudden they're looking, Oh wow, Zillow home buyers not buying anymore. Open door. Offer, had all those people. You know, you go on their website. Say, oh, we have temp- temporarily suspended our operations. Well, I'm spending out messages that say, like, we're still buying. So when they these people start googling, like, you know, home buyers, you know, they're gonna not see, or they'll, they'll see those people as dead ends, and then they'll see my ad that says we're still buying. And I think that that'll bring you know the the question mark motivated side. We we haven't been able to identify yet because you know, like I said, some people are just in a perfect storm just because of this virus.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that that's, I saw you, your Facebook post inside of the REA group saying that, uh, you know, we're still buying. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I think that's just inserting that word still in there, still, yeah. is like, I think that's just such an attention grabber. And then, uh, the other way it could be phrases. I haven't stopped buying. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's suggesting everyone else has stopped. So you better call yeah. me right yeah absolutely okay, check in with um devin because i know uh he's running some stuff and he was kind of disappointed with his facebook stuff and i said you should talk to josh because uh, josh is getting the facebook stuff to work
0: yeah no we actually had a conversation about that we oh, okay, cool. yeah he used uh yeah, know the, the thing that you sent him and then the thing i sent him and he got a couple of deals or a couple of leads uh good leads last weekend from it just doing a local local area i think you sent him a picture of terrible gas station with the we buy houses sign and then oh yeah 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 and then i sent them some like epcot center with the we buy houses sign things like that so you mm-hmm. know and he said that that worked
1: for him he got a couple of leads and it's good okay cool so, so just to clarify what you were saying was you're not going so targeted on the facebook as you're just kind of opening up and doing a broad search for your your market in your area
0: yeah, and it's really good, too, because Facebook has gone so, like, they only target anyone except rich people. I mean, you can only, you know, you can say, like, you want to do the top 25% of income earners, but you can't do anything. You do the, to the bottom
1: stress.
0: 25%. <laughs> no, you can't do the bottom 25%. So just casting out a broad net of, you know, basically of all the what you do these days is, you know, you put out, you know, your, your message uh, um, that you're going to, you know, you're buying houses, and then you just put it out to the, to the general population
1: um, in your area. And that's, what's been working for me. Have you seen a, a big drop in the, uh, price of the ads?
0: No, I'd say no, no, yeah. no. I don't know. Have you noticed that?
1: No, um, Facebook, not as much, everything Google related significantly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In a few days, my, uh, my Google ads campaign is going to start again. So I'm interested to see how that is. And Devin, you know, he's one of the long-term Google ads people. And he said that, he said, "I don't know." He's, he said it was. It's been up and down as far as you know. People reaching out, but like leads reaching out. But he said it's definitely got cheaper. And the yep. clicks
1: are much cheaper. It so. went from thirty-nine bucks down to nineteen bucks per click. And then nice. I talked to him two days later. He says now it's already all the way down to nine. Yeah. So it's like yeah. Talk about real estate being on sale right now, right? Yeah. Those are back like the prices when uh, Amazon was building their whole empire. You know, they, they yeah. dominated <laughs> all of those ads. And we're back to pre-Amazon prices right now on the pay-per-click stuff. So, well, cool, dude. I just Absolutely. wanted to check in and, and uh, see how things were going over there. And I said, well, let's just go ahead and hit the record button and we'll.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Great to talk to Perfect. you.
1: Likewise. And uh, stay up to date. And uh, just had a new reinforcement come on today. So you'll be getting that introduction here next week. And uh, we'll keep doing what we're doing.
0: All right. Very cool. Very cool. Will you guys take right. care. You stay safe. Says in the tail, we say, Hey, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll do.
1: All right, Josh, take care, bud. Right. Take care.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. you didn't know, Hope we got the cash flow.